I'm John Walker, author of the Stafford Chronicles, and you're listening to The Melting Podcast. You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Hi there, lexiconosaurs and word chefs. Welcome to episode 67 of The Melting Podcast. I am your grill mistress, Erin Kazmark. Line. It's your line. Line. Who are you? I am me. Okay. I am that I am. No, you are not the god of Jacob Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your head chef, A.F. Grappin. How you doing? Good. Good to, good to see you. Glad you came in. We can't see them. I can, I'm pretending. Is it glorious? It's wonderful. God. I'm the god of pretending. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Anyway, other than false claims of being deities, what do we have on the docket for them for this 67th episode of The Melting Podcast? I bring blessings and tidings of great joy. I think they're looking more for word stories. We have those, too. <laughs> good. As a matter of fact, the main word story that we have for this episode, episode 67, I'm God, is from a brand new word chef. Is that episode 67, I am God? It's <laughs> like, oh, new word chef? Wait a minute. I just processed. Yeah. Say more things like that. Yeah. We have we have a story. It's a main ingredient story. I kind of got that from the whole main. And... I, I was trying to be vague and it didn't work. No, it didn't. <laughs> like my spices. I was trying to be vague. Anyway, subtle. Subtle. Cumin that's, and mustard that's, that's don't that's the word go I'm together looking for. as well subtle. as you think they do. Subtle. Cumin and mustard together is Anyway. Possible. Brand new word, Chef. Seriously, dude. Main ingredient story. And even better is she has told us, well, she told me, I don't know if she told you. She told me that she Fine. hasn't written anything since, like, high school or college. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she has a kid that I believe is in college. So, I mean, that's... <gasps> yeah. If not yes. college, at least high school. So, this is... I mean, we've inspired somebody to write again. And that is awesome. And and she sent us the story. So, we present it to you with great accolades. I am God. So, you know, they're, they're verifiable accolades. You know, you're going to have to stop that eventually, right? Never. I am unchanging. Really? Because, you know, when I met you, you didn't like pickles, and now you eat them, so. I always liked pickles. Liar. Shifty eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the story. Bon appetit. Brownsville Creek, a suburban legend by Shay Broadbeck. I heard she threw herself off right here. I thought her boyfriend pushed her. I heard he was a total jerk. My mom says she was on a bicycle and crashed into the wall and swerving to avoid a car. Do you think the bike is there? I dare you to look. You first, bro. I duck back under the bridge as people look in the water. I have a big flat rock I hide under. I share it with crawfish and snails and a big metal can the water gave me. I was a lot bigger. I did not fit under the rock or in a big can. 
I used to be even bigger than that. I remember swimming in waves that scare me for fun. They were green? No, the green water is bad. I stay away when I hear the noise and swim upstream under the plants. A people come to see it later and make marks on white bark, but they never come when it does. I don't understand what the people do. The people come down the water in little boats that only splash. They come over the water in bigger noisy boats. Some night times noisy boats stalk each other and one leads the other away. Some night times the noisy boats come, don't make noise, but smoke comes out. I know boats. They were of wood, not shiny metal. A lot of things made of metal now. My can. I know what that is because I heard one of them talk about how many they fish out of the water. This is confusing. They don't fish them. They just pick them up. The fishing is much metal, too. All hooks and little heavy pieces that make the hooks sink. And also clear ropes that are hard to see unless you're going upstream and can feel the eddies before they hit. I try to unhook all the animals I can. Sometimes the big red furry ones come in the water and get stuck. They scare me. I leave them until dead and then take them to shore. I feel they are lonely, but they have those pointy things on their... hands? They have hooks on their hands bigger than mine and tails that get big in the water. I am alone. I am not sure of what I would do if I got hurt. I used to have a pack. I remember that. We would take care of each other. But I went... Exploring? I think that's the right word. Why did I go exploring? I don't even remember. I think we were hungry. Why does my tail suddenly feel all strange? It should go side to side, but it wants to go sky to floor. The young peoples are coming down to the bank, so I swim down into my can and wait. I can always wait. It is dark. The crawfish are out. The noisy boats are going over the bridge. I hear something that sounds like a tree falling over in a storm and something else hitting the water. One of the over boats has come to my water, but it is not splashing in a good way. Loud and noisy and making the water white. I am scared. Something horrible smelling that burns my fins a little drifts into my hole, and all I can hear is a roaring. I haul myself out of my hole and dart over to a wooden tangle on the other side of the water. I have to hold on to the wood as the big eddies crash around me. The roaring goes on for a while, then stops like a quick rainstorm. I can taste blood in the water, and I'm suddenly hungry. So I eat some plants, but they don't make me feel full. The rest of the night is noisy, and there are strange lights and people all over. I hold on to the wood tangle until the water calms down and clears out and I can relax. But there are too many of the people around my can. I need to stay away. It's bright now. The sky is clear. The smell of blood is gone and so is the strange boat. I peek out and start to dash over to my rock. My rock is pushed in the mud and there is only a tiny entrance now. I can just barely squeeze by, but underneath my hole is still there. 
It still makes my fins burn a little, but I spend some time moving my tail to push out the bad water and let in the good. I'll be okay. I'm safe. I need to eat, though. I'm still hungry for something, so I go out. There's an eddy in front of me, so I flip to one side and reach out a fin to find the clear rope. But there isn't one. And there isn't any pressure that tells me there's a hole on the floor or a stick passing overhead. That's not the way the water goes. So I reach out a fin and a small underwater ripple that shouldn't be there. I reach out again. There's an eddy where there shouldn't be one. It dances on my skin for a moment and is gone. It feels like the blood smells. I'm still hungry. I need to eat. I swim downstream. I've eaten so many plants, I feel sick. I want to throw up everything, but I'm so hungry. That strange smell is still around. It's getting fainter, though. I'm glad. I feel uncomfortable when I smell it. Like I want something. I remember this feeling. What do I want? It scares me. I want... more of me? What is that? I swim back upstream. That eddy is there by my rock again. There must be a strange pebble I can't see. I try biting it with my sharp teeth to see if it's something I can't see. It doesn't taste different, but it is... good. Gone now. It's a little harder to fit into my hole. The rock must have shifted. I feel full. I am alone. Did I know that? I'm not alone. There are fish and turtles and bugs. I've never noticed them before. I mean, I know they're there, but we mostly leave each other alone. There's the spotted fish. They're quick. The little fish, they're always together. There's the big green fish. They are slow. And there are the birds. They scare me. There are the crawfish, and they should scare me, I think. They don't. But they have claws, too. Did I never see that before? I shouldn't let them stay in my hole. But I don't know how to stop them coming in. I'm upset I've never noticed this before. I am very uncomfortable with the crawfish and don't know how to make them go. There's only one way to stop being uncomfortable, but I don't know why. I head up towards the sky, drink the water, and make a noise. I can make noise? I did. I sounded like one of the birds. I am so happy I try again. I remember this. I remember making noises. The bridge is quiet, so I make noises until I feel better. I tire and swim back to my rock, scraping my fins through the hole and relax. After I push out the big can. It's still dark. There it is. That smell again. That hungry smell. I wrestle my fins through the hole and downstream in the water to the other side of the bridge. One of the people is lying in the water with his head on a rock. The hungry smell is coming out of his head. It doesn't feel warm. Why should it feel warm? It doesn't taste like anything good. Other fishes are here. There's too many other animals. I swim away and go to gather plants that don't fill me. I try to eat slowly. Soon the other people come, and the strange lights are there again. 
They take away the person. I move my rock a little to get in my hole and sweep the crawfish out with my tail. They still scare me with their claws. I wait. The person is gone. It is dark. Only a few pieces of him that were stuck under rocks remain. Even the fish and birds are gone. Some of the furry animals were here, but left. I swim around the brown rock, but don't know why. There is a large tree up above with a rope on it. It's not a clear rope, though, not like the ones... An eddy. I just felt an eddy. I quickly move my tail to make sure there is no clear rope, then reach my limbs out to either side. I feel it move on my skin and gently guide it towards my head. I gently open my mouth and swirl it into my mouth. This, this is what I wanted. My tail flexes awkwardly. I feel strange again, but I almost feel full. How can I eat Eddie's? I feel uncomfortable again. Maybe the noises made the eddies come. I will try that again, but not right now. Right now, I need to rest. I am just able to fit back into my hole and stay there, but it feels... too full. I need more room to move. When the sky is bright, I will sweep more sand out with my tail and my new fins. My new fins are good. They scoop things well. I hear the people on splashing boats. They have brought the beer cans again. I hate the beer cans. They make the water taste bad. They are fishing. They are not being careful. They do not wear the people bubbles. One of them keeps snagging his line on the plants I like and tearing them out. He is not acting right. I have seen the people drink the beer cans before, but this is new. His friends are angry with him. They talk about his smoke. Usually I would watch, but now I feel a new urge and only listen from my hole. They do not want him to have all the smoke. He yells at them and they splash away. He is alone. I feel a strange urge and swim over to a wooden tangle, put my lips above the water and make my sound. He paddles out to the deep floor of the water. He throws a hook into the water, and one of the slow green fish thinks it is food. The green fish tugs on the clear line and the splashy boat rocks. The fishing people do not want the green fish. They always throw them back. That is stupid, because they are large and have lots of... eating. The man is not making his boat go the right way. The line is pulling his boat down on one side, but he tries to hold his fishing stick and boating stick. I softly hoot from my tangle, and he looks over to my side just as the green fish pulls his other side down. His boat turns over, and he is splashing towards the floor. He cannot take his legs out of the boat. The water is deep, but he cannot swim down. He is stupid. I wait. The waters do not move fast here. I wait. Eventually, his arms drift down, and he stops splashing. I swim in for the... I don't swim in for the kill. I did not kill him. I watched him die. I circle the man. 
The pressure on my side flank dances and I flash my torso around to drink it in. I remember something. I don't know what, but I know what I have to do now. I swim to the bridge. I hear the boats above me going over the bridge and I find the blackest shadow I can. I put my new hands on a rock and lift my head and chest above the water. I am scared. I am so scared. I'm not sure what I am doing, but it feels right. I take a drink of the sky. It is harsh. It burns my mouth and throat. But I need this. I need to do this. I drink the sky down into me, and I cannot hold it in my chest. It comes back out of my mouth, and I make the song. It sounds like all the birds at once. Above me, I hear one of the boats scrape into the bridge walls, but keep going away. I can wait. And practice. So, I heard he was crazy. He wasn't crazy. He was trying to break a world record. That's stupid. Who would break a world record swinging over this dinky creek? It's what I heard, okay? It's not like the things that happened to Joseph. Yeah, that dude was, like, high all the time. I'm not surprised. He always said life jackets were for wimps. Yeah. Hey, do you guys hear something? was a semi-creepy story. Pretty creepy, yeah. I mean, the whole siren song yeah. aspect of it. You did an amazing job. Well, thank you. They were pretty awesome words. They were pretty awesome words. Yeah. I have to say, having having me read it, having the female voice made it make so much more sense. Oh, absolutely. I, yes. could, I could have done it if Theo tried to read it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Though he is the best singer of us. Yeah, but... That's... His, his siren song would have been a little more of a... Oh, you know, Worf singing Klingon opera. Yeah, see, my yeah. siren song is more like, wee, 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 it just doesn't work <laughs> for that kind of stuff. But see, this is the kind of thing that we love. This is why we want new writers. We want different to be able to, styles. we want different styles. We want to be able to showcase what you do because you have an individual voice. And we want to be an outlet for people who don't, who maybe don't have another outlet. Mm-hmm. We want, we to, want to show you off. We want to give you an excuse to write words. All the words. Yeah. You should send us stuff. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll get to that. You know what? We should actually take a quick break. And I, live up to our whole promoting other people thing. Exactly. With a promo. Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. Was I subtle? Sure. Yay! Subtle as that giant sprig of parsley on the side of the plate. And, okay, subtle hey. as you were earlier. Do you like movies? Well, let me make you an offer that you can't refuse. Have you ever found yourself standing at the local Cineplex with that smell of freshly buttered popcorn wafting through your nostrils, wondering if that new Hugh Jackman movie is really worth your time? Or have you ever lamented about that time you spent scouring the vast expanse of the internet for movie and DVD release dates when, let's be honest, you'd rather be leveling up your troll hunter, working on the great American novel, or even watching kitten videos? Oh yes, I said kitten videos. I will do the work for you. 
All I ask is 15 to 30 minutes of your time every Tuesday. My name is Michael Faulkner, and every Tuesday is showtime at the Weekly Podioplex, your audio guide to what's new at the box office, how the top 10 fared over the weekend, and what's coming to your home theater on DVD and Blu-ray. You can find the Weekly Podioplex on the Chronic Rift Network at www.chronicrift.com, along with a plethora of other podcasts that explore the culture in pop culture. The Weekly Podioplex, brought to you by the Chronic Rift. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the theater. That's a wrap! Well, that was nice. Yeah, it was. And very informative. Mm-hmm. Like promos are supposed to be. <gasps> Gasp! Gasp. What was that? That was our special guest, Gollum! Gollum's not really here. I, I did not approve this. Unless it really is Andy Serkis, in which case, yes! No, it's just me doing a bad impression of Andy Serkis. And, doing and, a bad impression of Gollum. And, and why exactly is it that you're doing that? I don't know. It's a... Mystery. Yeah, I, I see what you... I, I get it. Let's go to another segment. Yeah, let's please. Are you guys hungry? Always. I cooked. What? I'm not what? hungry anymore. <laughs> what? What the what? We don't know what it is, though. Is it a mystery meal? Ah, I see what you did there. Yes. Well, yes, it is. And I'm actually going to be reading this one because I do the best um, impression of one of the characters and I'm totally doing it. And by best, you mean you're the only one who even attempts it. Yeah. 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 This mystery meal is going to be a scene from The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. I know that guy. Yeah. Personally? No. Okay. That's scary. I know of that guy. I know of that guy. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mystery Meals are where we take iconic scenes from classic literature and put a whole bunch of holes in them, and then you fill in the holes, you know, we just make Mad Libs out of it's them. It's a Mad Lib. It's a Mad Lib. And then we read them for your enjoyment. Now, normally I don't read these, because I'm the one that, you know, is putting the spaces in there and getting you guys to fill them in, but I, I do the Smeagol impression, so this is totally happening. This is the scene um, where... Bilbo and Gollum are doing the riddle game. Riddle game. Uh-huh. Are we ready? We're ready. I don't think anyone is ready for this, but go ahead. Okay. You bowl first, he said, because he had not had time to think of a riddle. So Gollum frolicked. <laughs> what has roots as nobody sees is taller than rivets. Up, up it goes, and yet never vomits. Easy, said Bilbo. Mountain, I suppose. Does it sashay easily? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sashay mountain. <laughs> I'm sorry. It must have a competition with us, my spongy. <laughs> if Precious asks and it doesn't answer, we fertilizes it, my Precious. <laughs> Okay, that, that oh escalated you, quickly. You've been alone for way too long. If it asks us and we doesn't answer, then we does what it wants, huh? We shows up the way out, yes? Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick, said Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know Tolkien did a lot of this as a Christianity reference, <laughs> but I don't think that's what he intended. <laughs> said Bilbo, not daring to disagree and nearly bursting his brain to think of riddles that could save him from being eaten. <laughs> what? That's, that's I love that phrase. Oh, bursting his brain. Mm. I've read it. I, I know. Just... Thirty noisome horses on a red hill. First they slack, then they punch, then they stand still. 
<laughs> that was all he could think of to ask. The idea of eating was rather on his mind. It was rather an old one, too, and Gollum knew the answer as well as you do. Pop rocks! Warheads! <laughs> he hissed. Teeth, teeth, my precious. The rule has only zero. <laughs> then he asked his second. Voiceless it cries. Ringless flutters. Toothless bites. Mouthless mutters. Half a moment, cried Bilbo, who was still thinking tidily about eating. <laughs> Fortunately, he had once heard something rather like this before, and getting his wits back, he thought of the answer. Wind. Wind, of course, he said, and he was so pleased that he made one up on the spot. This'll puzzle the... Toddler. Junior chef cameo. <laughs> This'll puzzle the tall little underground creature, he thought. <laughs> um, Daddy, that would puzzle Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> an eye in a piratical face ripped an eye in a green face. That eye is like to this eye, said the first eye, but in a bald place, not an ethereal place. <sighs> said Gollum. He had been underground a long, long time and was spelunking this sort of thing. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but, but just as Bilbo was beginning to hope that the wretch could not would not be able to flash, Gollum brought up memories of ages and ages before when he lived with his double ex half stepsister in law in a hole in a bank by the river. My precious, he said. Incubator on the daisies, it means it does. I want Yoda. Did he just turn Yoda? He just turned into Yoda. <laughs> but these ordinary, above-ground, everyday sort of riddles were tiring for him. Also, they reminded him of days when he had been less delightful and sneaky and sloth-like. <laughs> and that put him out of temper. What is more, they made him hungry. So this time he tried something a bit more difficult and more purple. <laughs> How? <laughs> it cannot be undressed. Cannot be frisked, cannot be prevented, cannot be sparkled. It lies behind stars and underhills, and empty holes it catches. It comes first and follows after. Ends father bean, kills laughter. <laughs> Unfortunately for Gollum, Bilbo had heard that sort of thing before. <laughs> and the, Where? And the answer was all around him anyway. Dark. He said, without even scratching his spine or putting on his thinking toe sock. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a hobbit. They that is important. A box without hinges, key, or cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Schrodinger's tag. Yet an enlightened treasure inside is hid. <laughs> so what kind of is Schrodinger's box? He asked to gain time until he could think of a really blessed one. This he thought a dreadfully easy chestnut, though he had not asked it in the usual words. But it proved, no, he hadn't. But it proved a nasty poser for Gollum. He chewed to himself, and still he did not answer. He whispered and spluttered. <laughs> Theo, Theo's chewing to himself. After some while, Bilbo became impatient. Well, what is it? He said. The answer is not a kettle trolling over, as you seem to think from the noise you're making. Yeah. Give us a chance. Let it give us a chance, my precious. Well, said Bilbo, after giving him a long chance, what about your guess? But suddenly Gollum remembered thieving from nests long ago and rinsing under the riverbank, teaching his grandmother, teaching his grandmother to ignore 
beans and greens, he said. <laughs> beans and greens it is. <laughs> wow. Riddles make a lot less sense when the words suck. <laughs> Um, well, that was an experience. Thank you. I'm, I'm still mystified. Are, are you just going to start listing adjectives now? or We'll save it for whenever we have our next mystery meal. Okay. Okay. This mystery meal makes me feel so juicy sweet. I will not be verifying this theory. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm done. I can't even. Can you odd? I can oh, odd. Oh, you're great at odd. <laughs> I'm great at odd. So, yeah, that's how Mystery Meals work. We'll be starting up another one right away on our Facebook group. Go so, there. Be there. Participate. Do the thing. Yeah, we have uh, we put out suggestion, re- uh, requests for suggestions <laughs> on Facebook and on Twitter. And there are different ones... Uh, in both platforms, so you might get nouns in Facebook and adjectives in Twitter. So check out both. Please. And and help us fill out these mystery meals, because they're fun and we do them for you guys. You just looked very happily at the ceiling. <laughs> you good? You good there, Aaron? Yes, God, I'm fine. Yeah, I thought you were praying to me. I knew it. It's the only time I'd be looking up at you is when I'm sitting down. Uh-huh. 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 You're short. Now, there are ways that... People can, you know, kind of worship us, and that's by sending us stuff. I don't know. Is it kind of self-serving worship if what they're sending us is their words? That's Like giving someone a gift you actually want for yourself? That's one of those divine mysteries that will never be answered. I can answer it. Yes, we like it. Do it. No one will ever know. Send us your words. It's so... I just just can't. We will take it as divine tribute. Yeah, it'll be awesome. (laughs) so if they're going to send us this divine tribute yeah in what forms can they send their words there are two main forms that they can send us things the first one is main ingredient stories which are like the one that we had earlier they can be up to five thousand words on any subject matter no erotica please we do try to keep this at least semi-suitable for work and for families um but yeah on any topic you want any point of view it can be whatever you want go crazy if you're having a little trouble with inspiration, that's why we have prompts. These are for our Stoke the Fires, which are 1,500 words or fewer, so they're quick little stories you can write in an afternoon or two. And our, Or if it's you in about 30 minutes. We don't talk about we you. We don't talk about me. Now, that's not to say that you can't take a Stoke the Fire prompt and, and write a main ingredient story off of it. Go for no it. Because no one's ever done that. Yeah, rules are, you know, they're, they're there. They're guidelines. So as far as prompts go, we do have to say prompt number 16 is now closed. That's sad. But this means that we're going to give them a whole new prompt. That's not sad. So the two prompts that we have open right now are prompt number 17, you have a dinosaur bodyguard. And prompt number 18, you are informed via phone that your significant other has been in an accident. They are standing right next to you. That's Ooh. that's another one of the prompts, the many prompts that was sent to us by Nick Detting. I hope I pronounced your name right. I know you've told me I was wrong, so I'm trying different ways. I'm probably still wrong. But yeah, we had a, a lexiconosaurus send us this huge list, and we're trying to get through all of them. It might take a couple of years, 
but they were all so good. <laughs> yeah, when you've got that many that good, you want to use them Yeah, all. so there's there's that new one. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate it. Um, so stories 5,000 words or fewer for any topic, 1,500 words or fewer based on a prompt. Now, there are other things that they can do if they're not of the worldly persuasion. If, well, we like dollars, too. Well, like if they're of the astral persuasion. Like, like, like if they like stars, what can they do? Give us stars. Where? In the sky. That's not really going to do us a lot of good. Now, if they were to give us a eye stars. The stars in our eyes? No. The stars in iTunes. I know. <laughs> I know, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to play dumb for as long as I could. I noticed. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> so, they can... so I just wanted to see how far you'd go with it. <laughs> exactly this far, Aaron. Exactly this far. Yes, God. Yeah, Thanks. damn straight. No. <laughs> anyway. So you can go to iTunes. Et nomine ego, et ego, et ego. You are all about the ego, about that ego, about that ego. I was talking about waffles, ego. <laughs> name and waffles. I'm talking about your ego. In the name of waffles. No humble. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Leo. Yeah, well. Anyway, iTunes. Now they, that's go where, to iTunes. That's where they can go to stoke my ego. <laughs> and mine. See, this involves me too. Uh-huh. You can go there, leave us a review, give us stars, 70 of them, please. It increases our visibility, which helps other people find us, which increases our stuff. And then you can send us more stuff. Maybe they'll send us stuff. Just basically good things. Yeah, it, it just perpetuates our insanity. Our and, stuff. and that's what you want, right? right? If it if it wasn't, you wouldn't be here. We have a, we have a conundrum. Are yes. they even here? I don't. I, I decline to answer. There's a way they can prove that they're here. There is. They can go to patreon.com slash the melting podcast <gasps> and they can become backers. No way. Yeah. That for, that must cost $50. It can, but for as little as a dollar an episode. So that's like two, two, bucks, do, a two bucks a month generally, unless we put up an extra episode. Um, You get access to obviously our entire backlog, which everybody has anyway, but you can get physical swag. Mm-hmm. You can potentially get anything from shout-outs to the show to T-shirts. More importantly, you get access to the Patreon backer-only episode that we do every year, and this year's is coming up soon because yes. the year's getting close to being over. You want this, trust yeah, me. Yeah, we, I mean, we've already done two, so this will be our third backer-only episode. Mm-hmm. So you'll have access to those first two as well, being a backer. And those two were pretty epic. I like so... to think so. I mean, you did kind of write the stories we used. I have in the past. You need to write a story for, for one of these coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. This year's probably going to be another one of mine. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to take, you know, one of your stories and make it so not everybody can hear it. Well, we, we do that with my work. But it's okay. So they can become Patreon backers. Or they could go and buy stuff. They can do that. Where can they do that? Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the melting podcast. Yes. See, I do pay attention. I know. I'm so proud of you. And that's where you can buy. Thank you, God. That... You're welcome. <laughs> you are cleansed. That's a long story we don't need to be going into right now. Yeah, it isn't. So instead, we'll tell you about the mugs, the aprons, the t-shirts, the buttons. buttons. All kinds of awesome stuff that you can get with Melting Podcast artwork, 
logos, With slogans. my beautimous face. Are really adorable cartoon faces, guys. Yeah, you, you, you want everything with my face on mm-hmm. I'm the best. Yeah, there's a little mug that's got uh, the grill mistress on it. <laughs> I'm cute. Yeah, it's, it's adorable. So you can go there and get some really cool stuff shipped directly to you. And it's just awesome. And the proceeds just go right back into us help, you know, improving the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like potentially eventually growing out of our isolation box that is a mattress pad and duct tape. It's and unair awesome. conditioned. Yeah. It, it's hot in here. Yeah. Please get us out. <laughs> Let us come out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? I do. You're not going to see what I did anymore. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to see? I want to see them send us stuff. Oh, I know what comes next, and we'll use it to feed the masses. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. Or you can email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License, which means you're free to copy it and share it, as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff! <laughs>